Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Junk Drawer Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode number eight. And today we're going to be talking, or I'm going to be talking about um, the power of the imagination, the power of a healthy imagination, and just ways that a imagination can be exercised, used, and just some of the benefits of having a, a healthy imagination from my, my perspective and, and mainly just basing it off of just things that uh, I can relate to in, in my upbringing and, and how having a healthy imagination has helped me um, to where I am today. Um, and, and before I jump into the, that topic, I, I want to also say that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really reworking on um, in future episodes, starting with this one, just uh, slowing down, processing a little bit what I'm saying. And, uh, and try not to talk so fast. I have a really, really bad habit of rushing when I speak and uh, using a lot of filler words. So I, I really want to uh, work hard at slowing down uh, what I'm saying so that way it'll help the listeners, you guys, process what I'm saying a little bit better. But I want to jump right into, um, you know, the, the topic of the imagination and how God gave us the our mad our minds our creative minds with a, a imagination and i believe that that can be used both for extreme good but also can be very a, a very dangerous thing if it's not uh if it's not used correctly um i think of one of my favorite things as a as a kid to listen to was adventures in odyssey and um, a lot of those talk about the topic of, you know, you, you have the imagination station in Adventures in Odyssey and how Mr. Whitaker uses that to teach kids. And uh, that actually, you know, that, that principle is really what I'm going to springboard off of. And uh, I think back to my growing up, we we had to use our imagination. And actually my brother had a really, really good quote not long ago. And he said, I'm so glad that I missed the phone era. And, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that before in the podcast. I feel like I might've been a past episode, but I want to dive deep into it a little bit today. Um, just how true that statement is, how blessed and how awesome it is that I and me and my older brothers really missed growing up in the phone era by just a few years. However, with great care and oversight, nobody has to grow up in a phone era. Um, I think probably one of the biggest reasons why we didn't grow up in the phone era, and I'll refer to it as that, because I think it's a good way to refer to it, is because our parents made sure, or not just didn't make sure, they just didn't allow us to have phones. And um, until we were an adult and we actually had to have a phone for work and different reasons along those lines. It was a responsibility tool at that point rather than just a, you know, device that we used to fill our minds with useless space. 
and uh, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not bashing phones. Just a quick throw that out there. I'm not bashing phones, social media, or games or anything like that because they have their place. They're not bad things. I I enjoy a few games and I enjoy um, having social media to interact with friends and keep up on politics and st- and stuff like that. Um, but they can be extremely dangerous if you allow them to overrun. Again, your imagination, your mind, your your thought process and, and how you live and how you interact in this world. But I just think back to growing up. Um, we were we just grew up very simple. Um, we talked a little bit about it in the past. I believe I did. I think I in my first podcast I alluded to it a little bit, just how, you know, we grew up living outside, doing things, thinking for ourselves. And the awesome thing about that is, is you, you're forced to create your own world. In your brain, as a kid, you're forced to create your own games. You're forced to create your own you know, toys and, and different things along those lines. You're forced to create your own world. Um, back when I was a kid, we were outside from the second we were awake in the summertime Mom would call us in for lunch, and we'd be right back out the door doing stuff all afternoon until we were old enough to work with Dad, which we talked about in the past. Um, we Then we would go start going to work with Dad. But we didn't have you know, a bunch of video games to be on the TV. We weren't allowed to be on the TV. We, you know, we had some movies and stuff, like the classics, uh, and we were allowed to use those things on rainy days or save those things for the winter. So being forced to be outside, we're either working around the house, doing things for mom, or like I said, working for my dad, or we were playing in our own world, or we're playing sports together. Obviously, I was blessed to grow up with brothers, so we were always able to have enough guys to play a sport at least three-on-three, sometimes two-on-two. Sometimes we would do two-on-two with a full-time pitcher, a full-time quarterback, however however it worked. But we always were able to do that, and that was a great blessing that I don't take lightly or take for granted because, obviously, that plays into having, you know, having playmates, especially siblings, forces you to be even more creative because you do things together. Uh, we got into different things at different times. We, we would play airsoft or do wear soft. I don't know what the right term English there is, but anyway, and we would, so, I mean, you can just shoot each other. Yeah. But we would, we would make our own world in it. We would create rules. We would create scenarios and then we'd do it. Um, we had an area in our woods where there's a stream and we, different periods of the different times of the year, we do different things. It almost seemed like things kind of would go in seasons and we would do in the spring when the stream was flowing really hard, we would play, we'd like make our own bike world. And I'm going somewhere all this, um, going somewhere with all this. So every, you know, we, we would create our own worlds in our minds and then we would build things that went along with that. So we're using our brains to then create our own world. And that is extremely important and i think that is a major issue with where we're at in our present society with young people everything is provided to them in their hand 
you know, they can play any game on their phone pretty much where it puts or on a, you know, a, a game console. And I, I'm going to be extremely, I'm sure, saying some of the wrong terms just because I don't have these things. And not that I'm against them at all. I just don't have them. So I might say the wrong terms. But there's so many things that are so realistic in those things that it takes the place of healthy imaginations creating our own world, especially in young people, to then when they become adults to contribute, they've never actually done anything with their own brain. It's always been forced, or not forced, it's always been, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's, it's always been provided for them. Um, the All of the creativity is done by some engineer who is extremely creative and has a clearly vivid imagination to, to create those things. And is gifted, but but everything's been created by somebody else. So that it takes away all of the the work that kids have to do in their brain. And I guess one of the reasons why I've been thinking about this a lot is because now I have a son, and I think back. I've been thinking a lot back to man, what did we do growing up as you know guys, and how do I want my what opportunities do I want to give my son to be able to grow and learn? Um. What I do now for work, easily, probably, oh man, at least 60%, if not more, of what I do involves having to think, to critically think through a problem, use a create, have a creative mind to be able to say, okay, you know, this, a lot of what I do with police cars and, and stuff like that, nothing is ever exact. A lot of times what you're doing is you're taking something that, it, yes, it's made to go in a vehicle, but there's no specific way to do it. And you have to use, and, and vehicles change year to year. So you have to use your creative mind to figure out a way to get the job done, but in a way that is quality and aesthetically pleasing. So it takes a lot of creativity. And I can honestly say if I didn't have a lot of the opportunities I had as a kid, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now. Uh, I think back to as kids, we were constantly getting different things from different places, from junkyards and stuff like that. Or, or we'd get a lawnmower, run for a while, and then it'd break down, and then we'd tear it apart, try to fix it. And, you know, we, we we're constantly, our bikes were constantly breaking. So then we'd take this bike that's a mongoose and turn it into a trek. You know, take the two parts from the one and make a mong trek bike or whatever you want to call it. But, it, you know, it took creative minds to be able to figure that out. And so much of our society now, everything is handed to them in the, in the form of digital. Everything is in their hand. Every, nothing is, you know, figure this out in your mind as a young person. Allow your brain to develop. Have a vivid imagination enough to figure stuff out on your own and create your own world to live in. And I, I just think that is a crucial part of our society that is missing now. Um. One thing I'll say, kind of along these same lines that plays into this, and you see it a lot now in the form of violence in young people. Uh, you see these these different things that happen in schools and churches and in places where there's a young person that has a violent outbreak, whether it's a shooting or whatever. And a lot of studies have directly showed that video games play in a, a major role in that. And, and the reason for that is 
it takes away the human aspect of it and it puts it in a fake world where there's no value given to life and in God's design. And, and so when there's, there's devoid of that human connection, that tangible human connection, there is no value. And that's where a lot of, again, that, that, that our society breakdown where there, there's this disconnect between the, the value of life and the value of creativity and the value of God's design. And, and at that point, it becomes expendable. Why would you have value in it if, if everything is cheap, if everything is easy and everything is cheap and everything is just this digital nebulous concept, then there's no value. And, and to then it's expendable. And and I think that that's a very dangerous thing. And obviously that's that's a whole nother... You could go down that rabbit hole for hours. But anyway, so that's just a little side topic. So I want to talk about, you know, different ways to exercise your imagination. And I think this is good not only for kids, but also for adults. Um, a lot of adults just kind of get in their, their, their adulthood and then stagnate because, you know, you, know, you get busy. Uh, there's a lot going on and it's easy to get in a rut of get up, go to work, come home, eat, maybe watch a little TV, go to bed. Um, it's very easy to kind of get in a rut, but there are some things that, especially in my opinion, these things are extremely important for kids, but I think, uh, I, I do think that they are also extremely beneficial to adults. And I'm sorry with reading. Uh, um, I think of, Growing up, I love to read and not also, I mean, obviously this doesn't apply to everybody. I know kids and I know some of my brothers who, who didn't enjoy reading at all. Um, and so not all these things are going to be the silver bullet necessarily to where every, you know, these things work for everybody, but I think that the principles do apply. And I think even if you don't enjoy some of these things, you should still give the effort to do it because you're going to grow and learn no matter what. And I think one of the top, top things that that helps broaden the imagination and the creative mind is reading. And the reason for that is, you know, you think of TV, television, whatever you want to call it, movies and stuff like that. There, there are so many awesome things. I mean, I just think right at the top of my head, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and how well made they are and how true to the books they are. And they're phenomenal. And, because they stuck to the books, they're so phenomenal. And I know there's some things that are accurate or inaccurate, whatever. Okay, we're not we're not getting into that. Um, that's not the meaning of this. So, but you just think of how well they are. And so there's a lot of movies out there, adaptations of books that are fantastic. But they are doing the creating for the mind. And there are times when that's a good thing, but the brain doesn't have to work to figure out what's going on. And in, in books like The Lord of the Rings and in other classic, you know, a lot of Dickens novels, there's there's multiple. I mean, you think of Oliver Twist. There's like 10 different plot lines going on in the same book that all come together in the conclusion. And while movies can be great, they take the place of the brain having to figure out and put it all together and create a picture in the mind of what's going on. Um, I actually would advocate for audio dramas. Um, I, I grew up listening to, like I said, um, Adventures in Odyssey. I also grew up listening to a lot of Focus on the Family radio theater. And then later on, I listened to a lot of Lamplighter. And all these are phenomenal, by the way. And nowadays, there's a lot of other stuff popping up on the scene 
that are doing the same thing, dramatized books. Um, and, and they're fantastic as well because you can, you can be multitasking. So you could be listening to a book. Your imagination is creating the pictures for you. Somebody else may be reading or it may be dramatized, but your brain still has to do the work to create a picture of what is going on. And that is extremely, I I know when I was a kid, I had a vivid imagination. I used to, one of my favorite books, I have read all of them, I kid you not, probably no more than 25 times each. And I listened to the audio dramas probably upwards of 100 times the entire series. And And I am not exaggerating when I say that was the Chronicles of Narnia. I mean, I would binge listen to them and then re-binge listen to them and then repeat the next after I finished them. And, and But I love the Chronicles of Narnia. And I think the reason why is because C.S. Lewis did a such a fantastic job of writing sto- stories that teach a specific thing, you know, their allegory, but they're so easy for kids to be able to create that world in their own mind. He wrote them taking input from kids. And that's why I think they're so fantastic. And because they just your your imagination can take these books and you can create your own world. So I had a super vivid I mean every time I listened to them I would go out in the woods and take sticks and create swords and I would fight the imaginary white witch in the woods and the you know I'd I would be going into battle against the trees and all that stuff. And me and my brothers would do it together sometimes. But I had to create those pictures in my mind of what they looked like. And I mean, you think of all time, like you'll watch, a movie will come out. And you'll be like, oh, I read those books as a kid. And you'll go watch the movie and you'll be like, well, that was lame. Because there's nothing that compares to the imagination taking, you know, a book that somebody else God gave that person the creativity to create, and then your imagination fills the blanks and fills a vivid picture. So reading. Reading just, to me, that is probably the number one best way to foster and create a healthy imagination. And you think nowadays kids just don't read anymore like they used to. I mean, I'm sure they do, but a lot of the stuff now is, you know, this woke ideology that is dumped in to literature and it's all fluff and nonsense. But anyway, that's, that's again, a whole nother getting into a whole book realm is a whole nother genre for another time. But I would say, and also one last thing on the reading, you think of the Bible stories, you know, we have to figure it all out in our imagination and the Bible isn't written, you know, it's not compiled. I shouldn't say it's not written. It's not compiled chronologically. So a lot of times your brain has to fill in the gaps and, and you have to work to see, okay, how's this, how's this picture coming together? You know, how, where does this fall into the place in the timeline? You know, where, where is this? And where's, you know, how does that work? And then you think of the miracles in the old Testament with the people of Israel, you know, just imagining oh, all the frogs and, and the blood, the water that turned to blood and the fly, you know, you, you think through the plagues and then you think through how they're traveling through the wilderness. And, and when the, the, you know, Moses part of the Red Sea, all those things in, in the ark that took hundreds of years to build and you know, all these things, it, you have to use your imagination to build the picture and, and God designed it that way. And it's, and it's just, oh man, it's just so awesome. I could go on and on on that forever, but need to move on to, I, I think the second thing is giving young people the opportunity 
to build things on their own and to use their hands. And I think back to, I alluded to this just a couple minutes ago, about how when we were growing up, we a lot of times had different things that we could tinker on and tear apart and, and mess around with. We always had a bunch of, dad would find like scrap lumber and stuff for us and we'd build forts. And as a young person, being able to take your imagination, what's going on in your head, and then use your hands to build something. Um, I did wood burning as a kid. I wasn't ever super great at it, but I still loved it. It was still fun. Um, mom would always do different crafts and stuff with us. My mom is super crafty. And so we would do different crafts with her for school and stuff. And, and she was always doing things for church and VBS during the summer. So all these things we would do, we're, we're building things. Um, a bunch of my brothers are builders and they started young. I mean, my brother, Jordan, he was building forts and stuff like, like cabins, like actual structurally sound buildings at like 14, 15 years old. And then he, he's extremely successful. He's extremely talented, extremely successful builder, as well as many of my other brothers. They're very gifted in that. I am not a builder. So there are going to be giftings where, you know, my brothers may be really gifted at building. I am not. I have other giftings that maybe they don't. And everybody's going to have a unique gifting. But the, the key is when, when that creative mind starts to work for there to be an outlet to take that, that talent that is manifesting itself and then you know, thrust that kid forward to say, okay, here, here's an opportunity for you to learn how to do this. Growing up, my dad always made sure we took like every... I mentioned this before in the podcast where I talked about my, the episode where I talked about my dad teaching us to work. He made us take every opportunity to learn something. I mentioned how I worked for a welder. Uh, we did, I worked with him in the shop some. And then I also did a bunch of landscaping and yard work for him. Um, we worked for a builder for a while. Again, I'm not a builder. There are parts to that, though, that I extremely enjoyed that I was good at. Um, window washing. All the different things that dad got us into growing up. And then, of course, you know, having the opportunity, my boss gave me the opportunity to work for him doing what I do now. And it is truly what God has gifted me in. And, and, but a big part of that goes back to having the opportunity to take something that had a skill set in and my brothers that had skill set in different areas. And if we had the opportunity to just do different things as kids, where you're exercising your brain, you're being creative, your, your imagination is working for you to help you learn and understand how to do things. All the time now, I, I do things, and I'm like, I don't know how I knew to do that. Other than God, the brain that God has given us is incredibly brilliant, and we don't even understand just how powerful God created our brains. And I think it's because we desensitize ourselves all the time with garbage. And I just think it's awesome. Um, so that's one thing, just just allowing... allowing uh, ourselves, young people, again, I'm kind of just, I'm kind of going in the direction of just referring to it as young people, but this applies to everybody, really. Um, you know, I think a lot of time, you look at our society, and there's so many people that aren't working. It's like, well, dude, find something you're good at and just plug away at it. Like, so many young people go into their adult lives just sitting around doing nothing because they don't try anything. It's like, we live literally... Nowadays, we live in an employee market. You can go and do whatever you want. You can try whatever you want because there's an excess of jobs because, again, our society has created an extremely weak and lazy generation. 
my generation is extremely weak and lazy, and that's part of why America is falling apart. But that is, you know, that being said, go out and try stuff. Like, there's so many opportunities. Like, literally, if I wasn't doing something that I love now, I, I, I sometimes say to my wife, man, wouldn't it be fun just to, like, go try something else? Like, just if I had the ability to take a year and just go try something else just for the fun of it. If I had the, you know, if I had the security to fall back on what I'm doing now, obviously like that's kind of irresponsible, but it, it is still fun just to think about sometimes like how much fun would it be just to go and be like, you know, let's try this for a little while and see if we're good at it. Let's just, you know, let's give it a shot. But anyway, j- just get out there and try things. If you, if you have something like, man, I'm really interested in technology. Technology is, I, I kind of have been a little harsh on technology However, technology is an awesome area for the brain because it is so deep. You know, there are so many things in the world of technology where you you actually really do have to think. It's it's the end user that I have the issue with in technology. I love technology because I love being creative with it. It's kind of the way I'm geared is I like technology and stuff. So so that's one that's the second it, it is allowing yourself to, you know, try things and do things and work with your hands and uh i I think i'm gonna wrap it up right there just just those two things um because you go on forever on different different ways that you can really you know exercise the brain and do different things but i think i'm gonna wrap it up right there and and i just want to conclude the podcast just saying use your imagination god has given us extremely creative minds and there are so many things out there that we can do and foster a healthy imagination because a healthy imagination is so important in 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 just growth in, in mental health and that creative mind and it just creates I, i'm just i have a hard time putting this this into words what i'm thinking it's just so important just, just end with is is a healthy imagination used correctly is a powerful, powerful tool. So, get off your hands, foster a healthy imagination, especially in kids. Empower them to use their God-given creativity and brains, and you know, move forward in life. Be a productive member of society, a productive contributing member of society. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening to Junk Door Podcast. Um, this is, you know, this is something that there's there are a lot of aspects to that you could talk a lot about, but I just kind of want to hit on a few of those things. Kind of a little hobby horse that I've been thinking about for a little while. Thanks again so much for listening. Um, hit me up. Uh, I have the Instagram page is up now. Uh, I believe it's the Junk Door Main. I, I um, Junk Door Podcast Main. I it's uh I'll, I'll link it again in the notes as well as the email. Thanks again so much for listening to the Junk Drawer Podcast.